years, the fast lane has been glorified. I know I'm not the only one who's tried to go as hard and fast as possible, but when it comes to running, owning a slower pace, a leisurely jog if you like, can really set you up for success in the long run. Today on Wildfire Daily, we've recruited a brilliant coach to walk you through the benefits of having more than one pace in your kit bag. You're about to hear from co-founder of OneTrack, Anthony Fletcher, or Fletch to you and I. Over the years, Fletch has coached many runners, from complete beginner to Olympian, including Olympic marathoner Steph Twell. He uses his background in biomechanics, sports physiology and life experience to help all runners reach their full potential. As in his brand's words, he's committed to the joy that running can bring. I just love that. So stay listening, as Fletch is here to explain why running slower at times is really, really good for you. What is slow running? So this is a great question, something we get asked quite a lot and something we advocate for, for sure. And in its literal sense, it's the opposite to fast running. So we can say, for example, it's the fastest speed that you can go for 30 seconds. It's as fast as you possibly could move for that whole time frame. Very high intensity, lots and lots of heavy breathing, lots and lots of chemistry going on. This side of things is the opposite end of the scale. So very easy, almost like having a conversation at the same time as exercising. And that scale is called the rating of perceived exertion. How hard do you feel you're working at any given moment? Generally, when it comes to this intensity, this easy or slow running, it's conversational pace. Some people symbolize that as like a 3 out of 10, 4 out of 10, but it's very individual to the person. So the main thing is you could probably just tell someone was exercising if you're on the phone with them, but they could have a full-blown conversation, and that's what we would deem as slow or easy running. And what are the benefits of going slow? If we just sort of remove uh, the idea of volume and in, and muscle work, and just look at the energy systems that the body uses, the main thing is that it drives this usage of these little tiny cells called mitochondria. Mitochondria are these little cells within the muscle that help us produce energy. They pull in fats and they also pull in the remnants of uh, some sugar that's been broken down, pull that in, turn it into this thing called ATP, and ATP then creates muscle contraction through energy release. Long story short, these mitochondria can be trained, and training these mitochondria generally happens at slower or easier paces because they are the dominant provider of that fuel. That is a little bit techie, but I think it's really important that people get to understand that there are ways and things that help produce energy for us. And sometimes by just overstretching ourselves slightly, we're kind of dipping into our reserves. And that can lead to a little bit of residual fatigue between sessions. But also it may be that we're not really getting the benefits that we're trying to drive. Each session should have a little bit of a goal or a target. And sometimes we just overshoot that target slightly by moving a little bit too quickly. How can everyone start to incorporate slower speeds into their training week? Well, this is a very uh, complex question and a relatively simple answer in that best thing is to just try and give it a go because ultimately you're in control of your own calendar and you'll know when you can fit runs in. And we know that doing more easy runs per week or easy sessions, sorry, per week can really 
drive the benefits further. The only thing we have to manage with running is volume. We have to understand that everything takes its toll on us. There is no such thing as a recovery run. Unless we've got to uh, the, the supreme standards of the elite athletes, then it really is taxing to even go for a little jog because anything lists your heart rate is stress-inducing and our muscles are having to work to produce force and that in itself is fatiguing. So we always have to recover from running in some form. Just with easy or slow running, the recovery is a lot shorter than it is with harder running. So if you're going to put a massive big effort in, like an interval session or a track session, then we probably need about 48 hours in order to bounce back and produce similar performance levels again. With easy running or with slow running, it's not that long at all. We can probably six hours or so, we're probably back to normal again in regards to that stuff. So how you incorporate it into your week, just try fit it in when you feel like you can and intersperse it with recovery periods that are adequate to bounce back and provide the similar performance levels that you were looking for. How do you know if you're doing it right? Well, as we kind of mentioned in the beginning, there's this talk test and being able to have a full-blown conversation at the intensity in which you're looking to move at is a great way of understanding whether you are dipping into reserves and starting to produce more of this thing called we call lactate and being able to do lots and lots of easy training, you'll really get to understand whether you are in that zone or not. And I think that's the thing that comes down with running is experience, breeds confidence, and being able to assess how you're feeling can only be done by doing it. So main thing to try and understand is that if it's not easy enough to have a conversation, then we need to move slower. And for a lot of people who are just starting out, that may be that we're just power walking. And that is absolutely fine because we're still going to get the benefits because we're still in that intensity zone. We're still demanding the energy from the muscles, the lungs and the heart and the fuel is all trying to be delivered uh, or delivering blood and those fuels to the muscles and it's all going to be working in the same way. How can listeners tell if running slowly is helping them out in the long run? Well, this comes down to benchmarking. This is giving ourselves a little bit of a test in order to retest and see if we've improved or not. I think the benefits of slow slash easy running come a lot further down the line than we may want uh, um, or maybe appreciate. We're talking months to maybe years of consistent training before we start to drive real change, uh, noticeable, measurable change in our mitochondrial function or efficiency. So these little tiny cells within the muscle, they can grow bigger. Uh, they can also become more efficient at producing energy. And once they grow and start to become more and more and more efficient, then they actually split in half and create two. So they metastasize. And that basically increases the number of mitochondria we have. And so that takes a long time to happen. And so when we talk to people who've done this sport for a very long time, 20, 30 odd years, then we're assuming that they've got very good mitochondrial density and function. So, and that's what we see in elite athletes. We'll measure them and say, and see how well they are using fats as a fuel source and how well they are clearing this thing called lactate that we can see in the blood. 
That's also another way the listeners can understand whether they are seeing or whether these are helping them is that we can do a blood test and as they're exercising and see how well they are using fats and how well they are clearing this lactate out of their blood. And that's something that we can very easily do and is very painless and actually is not that intense for an exercise test as well. So a couple of options in there. Wowzers, that was interesting. Why don't you consider today's pod as your path to taking it easy on your next run? Go on, slow down, enjoy the scenery and soak up the springtime sunshine. And if you'd like to find out more about what One Track do or give some new running techniques a go with a coach on hand, then book a slot at One Track's pop-up in London. They're open until the end of the month and their performance studio offers biomechanical assessments, indoor treadmill classes, outdoor run sessions and other geeky stuff. It's the running stuff that's normally reserved for elite athletes. But you can find the link to the event in the show notes. If you go down, I'd love to know about it. Tag one track underscore club and wellness underscore ed on Instagram. I'll be back tomorrow with another pod for you. Until then, have a great day. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.